welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Greetings! I almost said viewers, but that's not Hail. the world, travelers. Hail, it is us, again, for yet another game of this game. Uh, what am I talking about? What is wrong with you? I don't, I just Get don't. Do you, want, do you want to restart? Do you want to try, do you want to take it again from the top? Um, I think so, I think so. Alright, let's reset. Alright, okay. let, right, let's take it back to one, everyone. Okay, um, here we go, and three, two, yeah. One, hello everyone. Hail travelers! Hello, travelers! Out of character. I don't have your video yeah. on, so I'm losing some some energy. Oh, you're right. I had didn't have Discord uh, on. Where's where is where? Turn on camera. Yeah, I was gonna say like there we, we started, and I was like, we don't like we've been playing a lot of video games, so we haven't had our yeah. had, had our videos going. Oh but, my god, there we go. That's so okay. much better. I could see your face. I know who I'm talking to. I'm back in it. I'm so sorry for Ru for for trying to sabotage the show from the inside. Uh, that I, I you know, I realized what the problem was now and I'm blaming you for it. Let's take a it's let's okay. take a third go at this take, opening. All right, cool. <clears throat> all right, here we go. Right. Back to one. Hello, everyone. Hail, travelers. How are you this afternoon, evening, or morning? That's right, I did them out of order. Suck on that. But who knows what time is like where you're from and where you're listening. Time, as we all know, is an enigma. Or an illusion. And welcome back to Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop, everybody. I am Griffin. And I am the aforementioned Zack, and we are here with another episode of Friends to tell you all about. That's right. And not only that, but we have some just delicious new Dungeons & Dragons source material to go over. Yeah, see, a new book... Was just it's not even out like that physical books, but a uh, digital release on good old D and D Beyond, and that of course is the fantastical journeys of of a, an ancient Greek parallel of a dude named Theros <laughs> of uh, of of Terry. <laughs> I don't think that there's a dude named Theros. I think that that's the name of the land is Theros. Oh, yes. okay, okay. There's, See, there's, I've read absolutely nothing about this book so far. I, I believe the land is Theros of the land of Terry. Gotcha. Fantastical um, uh, uh, journeys of Terry. I'm here for it. But we have, are, of course, talking about the mythic odysseys of Theros. The newest is this like a just like a campaign guide kind it, of book? It, it is. It, I believe it, at least listed as a source material book. So like you know, like like any other you know Volos guide. But I believe like an Eberron or a, yeah, exactly. Where you know, same like with Wildmount, where it's like it's a lot of you know like races and class like subclasses and stuff. But it also has stuff for running in that world. Yeah, and this so. is very deeply inspired, if the name didn't give it away, by, like, Greek mythology and the like. Yes, very um, Greek-inspired. Like Homer's Odyssey. Yes, exactly. Speaking oh. of which, yes, I have a game for you, Zachrob. Yeah? I'm okay. going to read to you the name of a, a person or creature or thing, and you are going to tell me whether or not this hails from Homer's The Odyssey, or it is a Kama Sutra sex position. Ooh, okay, um, I, I don't want to say, like, I'm pretty good, like, I know a lot about Greek mythology, but, like, I've always been a big fan of it, so That's I, okay. like, to, I is, like to this... think I know a lot, so let's see if I do a good job here. Alright, there's a pretty even split here, and there are some zingers in here, so, so, are you ready? I'm ready for this weird Greek mythology slash Kama Sutra quiz you've made for me. Yeah, so this is either from the Odyssey or a Kama Sutra sex position. Okay. So, starting off with... The Siren. The Siren, I'm assuming, is the Odyssey. Correct. Cool. Iris. 
I believe, is a Kama Sutra sex position. Correct. Magic Mountain. I'm going to say that's a Kama, that's Kama Sutra as well. Correct. Nice. Well done so far. Two for three. Skilla. Skilla. I think that's the Odyssey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. Cer- Cersei. Cersei is the Odyssey, right? Correct. You're yeah. doing good so far. Cleopatra. I don't... I'm trying to remember. I don't, I don't think Cleopatra's in the Odyssey, so therefore that would become a suture, right? You are six for six so far. Nice! Idyll. Or it'll. I don't know. Hmm. I want to say Odyssey. Bam, bam, bam. No. Sex position. Oh, man. I was doing so good. I was You're on doing the so good. That's okay. There's still some more. Lotus Eater. Lotus Eater. That that has to be. That has to be the Kama Sutra, right? Incorrect. No. Lotus Eater. The Lotus Eaters are a group of people from the Odyssey. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, I'm so disappointed in myself. I was doing so good. Calypso. Calypso. That is the Odyssey. Correct. Inquisitor. Inquisitor. I'm going to go Odyssey again? No, that is a sex position. Really? Cattle of the Sun. I'm going to go Kama Sutra on that. Odyssey. Really? <laughs> this is Italian a chandelier. <laughs> really? Italian chandelier. Kama Sutra? Correct. And lastly, Aphrodite. Uh, I'm a, I feel like this is the, the this is the bait and switch one, but I'm going to say Odyssey. It's both. Okay, then. Uh, snake. <laughs> that was a fun game. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. That was really all good. Of my, all of my chuckling before we got on mic was me flipping through um, illustrated diagrams of Kama Sutra positions I'm, and just being like, Jesus Christ. There was one that I like. I can't remember which one it was, but I'm like, I need a. I'm. 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 You've piqued my interest. Was it the Italian chandelier? I think it's the Italian chandelier. Yeah. Let me scroll back real quick and see if I can find it. Oh God! Are you gonna describe oh, this to is. us in explicit detail? Um, I'm gonna I am earn, earn that explicit tag. Real. I will real, say it is um, complexity uh, level medium. Okay. The man is lying on his back. Um. The woman is like her feet are on. We are experiencing some technical difficulties. We will be right back. And that is what the Italian chandelier is like, Zagro. I I'm so I know more now. Because of that. <laughs> and I'm glad that all of you went on that journey with me as well. Good. Um, but yeah, we are going to dive into the um, the fan- what fantastical journeys of Terry. Of Terry. Um, and we're going to we're going to dive in first uh, uh, head first with kind of a friend, I think. A, a, a nice little pal. I think a lot of the time our our creatures that we pull from like definitely have the capacity to be friends but by default are not we do kind of um are the antithesis of going big or going home with some of these creatures yeah where we really try to like you know knock it out of the park but we do take off a little more than we could chew sometimes Absolutely, but not with this one. Yeah. First and foremost, we have the Nyx Fleece Ram. Say that five times fast. Nyx Fleece Ram, Nyx Fleece Ram, Nyx Fleece Ram, Nyx Fleece Ram, Nyx Fleece Ram. That was impressive. Don't challenge me to this. (laughs) I'm very good at tongue twisters. Uh, The Nyx Fleece Ram is, well, a ram. It is a a medium-sized creature. And I think, by and large... It mostly resembles a ram, Zachrob. It does, except for, of course, its fleece. Right, but I mean, just in terms of its base biology. Yes. Looks like a ram, which is a really refreshing change of pace. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't have, have like, any weird protrusions. Or like the five eyes. Or, or like fire breath. It's just a ram. It doesn't have some sort of weird proboscis that shoots out of its gut and like bites yeah. you. 
Like, I've been spending more and more time through the time portal in the Ninth World, and yeah, I suspect any fluffy creature I see to have a proboscis hidden somewhere on it. Yes. But the Nyx Fleece Ram, it's, it, at least in this artist depiction, it almost looks like it has, like, the night sky, the cosmos reflected in its fleece. Well, because... It's very uh, charming. Because Nyx... I do believe from our our home Monster Hearts game does mean like night or moon. You're right. I think so. Uh, but yeah, it says here, uh, touched by the gods, Nyx fleece rams grow remarkable magical wool. This makes the beasts valuable to heroes and scoundrels alike who would use their wool for either protection or profit. Divine servants guard the few herds of Nyx fleece rams dwelling among Theros's loftiest peaks assuming they don't fall into unworthy hands. If someone shears a Nyx fleece ram without damaging the creature, I'm glad they added that in there, Mm -hmm. uh, the fleece can be made into a magic garment. A wearer who is attuned to the garment as a magic item receives the favor of the gods in the form of a magical benefit, and then it gives some uh, potential uh, options of what the effect of the garment is. Um, The one that says that says protection i would like to think that it's like you know like in ireland when they just like their sweaters are just like way too thick (laughs) it's just a really chunky knit sweater it's just the chunkiest knit sweater that you're just like you're like ralphie's brother in christmas story like you can't put your arms (laughs) down but you're like you're good to go yeah it's it's really more like a life preserver or <laughs> like like a big inner tube. Yeah, um, but yeah, some of the powers include protection, which makes uh, makes it a little more durable, gives you some protection. The power of Nyx, which makes you more uh, charming and persuasive. A calming presence, where you have the ability to magically calm the emotions of those around you. This one's very fun. Trail of flowers. Wherever the wearer of the fleece walks, flowers spring up magically behind them. Oh, that's that's cute. just that's just fun. That that would make like sneaking difficult. That's true <laughs> because you would leave a trail always. <laughs> I wonder if that applies to like terrain where flowers are. Like if you're walking on concrete, it does say flowers w- just wherever the wearer walks. Yeah, and it does say they spring up magically, so yeah, they would just appear. Yeah, they do wilt away after an hour, but that's an hour that someone could just follow you. <laughs> right. Uh, you'd be great at weddings. Oh, um, definitely. Animal affinity. A non-evil wearer of the fleece can uh, cast the spell animal friendship. And abundance of food. The wearer can magically create food and water once per day, which is fucking tight, by the way. Oh, definitely. Like, um we, I think we underestimate the benefits of, in our home D&D games, like, we don't track food and water and things like that. Yeah. But create food and water is one of the most powerful abilities, I would argue, it's in the very, history of it's magic. It's very nice, yeah. Like, you make just a bunch of tofu and water, but still, like, that's that's food and water for eight people or something. You make, like, 25 pounds of food or something. Yeah, were, were this real, like, that would be a game changer for a lot of yeah. folks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why don't just a shit ton of clerics and bards and people who can learn the spell just gather together and make a worldwide mm. food bank? That's what I want to know. Definitely. Uh, now, here's my question. Mm. So, I, obviously, you know, we, we th- I was thinking sweater for the protection. So, for each of these sort of powers oh. of the fleece, what sort of garment would you have it made into? Mm. For the power of Nyx, the uh, persuasion one, I would say, like, a really cool hat. A cool hat, okay. Like, maybe you have just, like, a really dope beanie, like a really saggy beanie. Oh, nice. That just um, kind of disarms people and being like, you're cool, you're someone I can talk to. I was thinking, like, a fine scarf. Like, also good. You know, a nice scarf, and, like, you look sort of, like, refined. The scarf could be good for the calming presence. That's fair. That's, that's a good one. This, yeah. Because if you just kind of walk up and, like, casually flip that scarf over your shoulder and be like, hey, everyone, it's going to be okay. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to listen to you. He flipped a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine, like, a really chill professor in a tweed coat and, and a, a, a Nick's fleece scarf flipping it and just being oh. like, it's going to be okay. Don't worry about your test. <laughs> Like I know, I know your grandma was in the hospital. You can get your work to me next week. It's fine. 
like a real chill professor. Oh, definitely. Yeah, like he yeah. he's he's got like suspenders on, on like like and he's just got the the scarf and it's in like yeah. the nice like where it's Oh, I, like, like where you would drape it sort of, oh, goodness, what's the, like a stole style, but you just flip the one side up. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, Real oh, chill. what a chill dude. Yeah, no, that, that's a much better idea. I, I enjoy <laughs> the calming presence. I'm here for it. Trail of Flowers. Ooh, Can I posit uh, you my idea for Trail of Flowers? Please and thank you. Leg warmers. That, see, I, I think we're close, because <laughs> I was thinking like a pair of like booties. Oh. Hmm. Why not just why not just uh, 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 combine the two and Into you just big have socks. tall knit boots? <laughs> well, th- that are just real thick wool socks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's but they've got good. like the padding on the bottom, yeah. so you can actually like walk. Yeah, in, the, in the, just the little your big grip socks. pad on. Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> That's very good. You've got these fucking galactic socks, and <laughs> you just flowers are springing up behind. You. I think it's a band name, by the way. Galactic socks. Galactic socks. I'm on it. Um, and then animal affinity. Mm. Well, it really depends on the type of animal, because I I could see like you know like the like the sort of like glove that like falconers use. Yeah, like hmm. But, I was thinking like but a knit. Like one of two options. I was going with two sort of larger garments, so this would require a lot of a lot of Nick's fleece. But like a, a big duster, okay. or like a or like a pair of overalls. Ooh, a knit pair of overalls. <laughs> I mean, like it, assuming that the, there are magical qualities to this wool, to this fleece. So I imagine it's going to be comfortable, kind of in whatever form. Like it probably breathes a lot and kind of wicks away moisture, yeah. so I don't think it'd be that uncomfortable and that sweaty. But yeah, overalls. I, I, I really want a pair of knit overalls now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then abundance of food. Oh, a bib, defos. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be a bib, right? That or an apron. I, I, I would accept oh, an apron. Apron's also really good. I like apron. Oh shit! That's that's like that's like you know every you, you walk you go into your shift at the like shelter downtown and everyone's like like the everyone's waiting in line. It's like it's like oh we're just about to open like you better get get ready to go. It's like no worries, I got this. And you flip on your fleece apron and then when you tie that knot, just a platter of tofu. Appears. Well, see, I, I think it'd be funny like if you have to if you like pantomime like opening like an oven or something, and you just pull out like a big ass plate of food, and you're like, boom! <laughs> like what? Go to a sink, a, 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 a pantomime a sink, and then water. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, what would your Nick's fleece wool apron say? Your slogan. <sighs> My first thought was was something crass, but I don't want it to be crass. Oh, make it crass. No, I don't want to, because this is for the people. This is for the people, okay. Yeah. Um, the only thing I can think of right now is the actual apron that I bought for my sister years ago, where it just says, Baking is Science for Hungry People. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> That's a very good slogan. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Mine would say... Also, the other... Or it would say, like, Griffins is people, too, or something dumb like that. That's pretty good. Um, or just a big, big cacaw. Ooh, that's good. Um, yeah. I think a, a nice and simple who's hungry would be good. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Um, a, like, you know, bam, food. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like some sort of weird mythic emerald. Yeah, there you go. Bada bam. <laughs> You've got food. tofu now. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> Oh goodness! Um, but yeah, Nick's fleece rams, as as stated earlier, they are sort of um, I wouldn't necessarily say endangered, but they are protected species. They're particularly sought after. So this is this is one of those where, much like a sort of um, private adoption agency, we are going to have to do some like um, evaluations and come in we do have like a some celestial beings on retainer to sort of evaluate you and see if you are worthwhile of of possessing an, a nix fleece ram making sure that you won't do any harm to it and so on and so forth 
I mean, it says it and right then, there in the book that it won't work if you're if you're not good. So. Yeah, so just to, just to ensure the ram safety as well as you know your own well being. Um, but it, it's a pretty it's a pretty harmless process, all things mm-hmm. considered, if you're legit. Otherwise, legit. it's gonna be the most grueling ten day evaluation of your life. And that's yeah. a promise. Getting real intense. I like it. Sorry, I, I want to protect these rams. I know they're they're really sweet. They're they're yeah. they're nice and they they bleat so beautifully. <laughs> like they should make a a ram choir. Mm, ram choir. A ram choir. <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> a, qui- a, qui- a choir ram. All right. Okay. All right. I was gonna say, hey, let's pull the ripcord on this segment so that we can move on to the next monster and ignore my terrible joke. But you saved it with choir ram. Hey, thank you. Yeah, that was the goal. I love Quiram. And we did it. <laughs> anyway, we can move on but now. I, I like. believe that, that wraps up our uh, Nick's Fleece Rams. So, uh, yeah, it's a relatively simple process. You can call us at 1-800-PET-SHOP and we can get this, that process going. Absolutely. Our next uh, creature, or I guess sort of creature type, would be mm. a better way to describe it, is probably one of my favorites of the day. And that are, uh, that, that are those are referred to as... Anvil rots. The first anvil rots were created by the god of the forge, Perforos. Perforos. Which, which it's like perforated. The god of perforated paper. There yeah. we go. <laughs> uh, he gave the secret of breathing life into these metal creatures to his most devoted followers, so they could mimic his work and invent new forms of their own. Oh, at their own forges. Some yeah, so real rot- quick, this is this is rot as in like rot iron, not yeah, like, like R O T. Yes, W R O U G H T. Yeah, because when you first said that word to me, and I wasn't looking at the the Discord yet, I was like, "Ew." Yeah, no, and like, yes, like a wrought iron fence. They are they yeah. are forged. They're made of metal. It is wrought from metal. Exactly. Some anvil rots are vigilant guardians at holy shrines. Others serve as familiars and messengers. And a oh. few were created to emulate beauty found among the animals of the mortal world. Each exhibits abilities uh, suited to its roles, with some behaving like companionable creatures or stoic guardians. Mm. A few extremely rare and valuable uh, anvil rots were crafted by the hand of Perforos himself. A number of these magnificent creatures are now heirlooms of monarchs. Others are lost to the sands of time and are guarded by ancient monsters. Interesting. Now, they are essentially constructs, so they Mm -hmm. don't need air, food, drink, or sleep. Very convenient. Very convenient. Um, The first example that the book gives us is the anvil rot raptor, which is not like like dinosaur, but like bird of prey style raptor. So, like, an eagle, a falcon, um, I believe one of the examples of, like, hawk or an owl. Yeah, this thing looks legit. Yes, prized among Melitus's thaumaturges. Melitus's thaumaturges. Yeah, say that one five times fast. I don't think I could. I don't think I could. Keep on. <laughs> raptors are often crafted in the form of a hawk or an owl. Most service messengers and spies flying above the busy streets or high over the land while carrying a... Carrying or seeking vital information for their masters. Um, yeah, it's just like a robo hawk. It's like, like a rob. It's a robo hawk. Yeah, they fly uh, around. They're immune to fire or poison. They're yeah, just they're robot. They, oh, they, I like the fire detail. Like poison makes sense because it's not a living being or not like an organic being. But the fact that like the fire touch is really nice because these were forged in a a fiery forge. Yeah, exactly. That's really cool. That's a nice little detail. They can't be charmed, exhausted, paralyzed, petrified, or poisoned. Mm-hmm. They have dark vision up to 120 feet. Damn. They understand one language that uh, uh, the one language of its creator, but can't speak. Like most uh, uh, flying raptors, they have very good, uh, keen sight. But what's especially cool is that these can mimic any sound, including voices that it's heard in the last 24 hours. Ah, nice. That makes that does make them really good messengers. They, it does. So they, if they overhear a confession or something, yeah. Ooh. And the spies thing, yeah. So they make good spies. Yeah. So they, they God, they, you just take your your raptor flies back after a, a day of scouting, and then you plug it into your computer and dump all of its data to the cloud, so yeah. you can. It's like, what you hear today, buddy? But since this is you know an ancient Greek par- parallel, that's actually a cloud. 
Yeah. That floats overhead and just stores your Anvil Rots <laughs> memories. <laughs> uh, but Anvil Rots, um, Anvil Rot Raptors, some are created expressly to be familiars. Um, so much like with any other sort of find familiar creature, you can um, have that be an Anvil Rot if you wish. Nice. So, yeah. I love that. I would, I would so badly want that for like... Like, uh, but clerics don't really get familiars. But I've been you, you. We talked about this the other day when we were recording another path. I'm on big forge cleric energy right oh, now. Oh yeah, ah, oh, this would be such a good pet or a familiar for a forge cleric. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, I mean, you uh, could still have one. It just doesn't like you won't you know be able to do like the the yeah, the bamf yeah, yeah. into its its head thing. Yeah, but our, our connection would be purely based on respect and not magic. Yeah, respect and not magic. I'm here for it. Which is still a valid connection. Up next is my favorite of the two, which is the bronze sable, which is a sable made of bronze. <laughs> I believe a sable is a is a, a a chonky member of the weasel family, but I'm not totally sure. Uh, I think species well, of marten, a marten, which is opening a new Wikipedia link. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're just little goobers. Yeah, they're just um, little goobers. They're they're cute. They're 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 ferret esque. Now they are medium-sized constructs, so they're pretty Ooh. big. Um, now, what's cool it's about these sable. guys is that they do have sort of a false appearance. So if they remain motionless, they're indistingu- indistinguishable from like a normal statue. <laughs> That's, That's because excellent. of the way they are crafted. They're good at fighting and attacks, and just because they're good at standing still and just looking like a statue, they're very good at sort of a surprise attacks. <laughs> Um, and just like before, immune to fire, poison, can't be charmed, exhausted, paralyzed, petrified, poison, dark fishing out to you know, 120 feet. They're pretty yeah. great. The next one is known as the burnished heart. A heart mm. being uh, referred to as a, another term for like a deer, but more specifically like a stag. Yeah. Yes. Um, adult male deer. Yes. According um, to the quick Google search I just did. Among the first anvil rots to be forged by Perforos. Elegant and burnished hearts wander the mortal realm in search of new sights to bring back to the god of the forge. On every trip to Mount Velus, which I'm assuming is the uh, Mount Olympus of this world. Yeah, probably. uh, Where Perforos has his forge, they seek out the far reaches of the world so they can witness beauty in all its forms. Then, later reunite with their creator, their minds filled with tales of how life's splendor continues to develop. That's beautiful. Yo, this motherfucker has wings. Yeah, I think so. Does it? This is no, a no, no, that, that's the that's the next one down. Oh shit! That's the Gold Forge Sentinel. Griffin, cut that out. You're good. I'm not, yeah, I'm not this one this does not have art, sadly, but is still very cool. Now, well, I um, imagine that it looks like a heart. I'm assuming, and it by looks that like, I mean like a like a like stag, a, a big old stag. Yeah, and I'm I'm guessing it's rather burnished. It is rather burnished. It does uh-huh. actually have a heated body. Ah, oh, tight. So, so unlike the others, uh, whenever someone touches it or hits it with a melee attack, uh, it, it can deal some fire damage to them. That's so good. Um, they are good it's at like charging. A, it's like a living brass bull almost. Kind of, yeah. Oh. They can charge things. Um, and then just like like the uh the Nyx uh fleeced ram, they're sure-footed, so they're very good yeah. at like climbing. Um, uh, yes, they're very what dexterous and um. Good they can at just not mountain being goat their ways up straight cliff sides. Exactly, and very good at not being knocked prone, um, which is very good. Uh, yeah, and that is the burnished uh, heart. And then lastly is the gold fold, uh, gold forged sentinel, sure. which are rad as hell. These guys are large creatures, so they're, so they're pretty big. They um, have sort of uh, the 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 what the uh, servine sort of setup. So, you know, like a heart mm-hmm. has the same sort of deer uh, body, but instead of like a, a you know, stag's big antlers, they sort of have the ram's horns. Yeah. And then they have wings. This motherfucker has wings. It does. It does have wings. There's my line. The original purpose of Goldforge Sentinels is a mystery. And of all of Perforos' original anvil rots, this construct is the most difficult to control. A sentinel often operates without a master, stalking the high Ooh. places of the mortal world or waiting, still as a statue, for what could be decades before reanimating to carry out their mysterious purpose. Almost kind of gargoyle-y. In kind a sense of, there. yeah. 
Now, these ones, can't, just like before, all the same sort of damage immunities and uh, condition immunities can, can charge things because ram horns. I'm, I'm going to give it a second for the lawnmower to pass. Simpkins. They do have an interesting thing here, which is called which is spell turning. Yeah. The sentinel has advantage on saving throws against any spell that targets only the sentinel, not an area. If the sentinel's saving throw succeeds and the spell is of fourth level or lower, the spell has no effect on the sentinel and instead targets the caster. I am rubber, you are glue. I send this lightning bolt back at you. And lastly, it can breathe fire. This motherfucker has fire breath? It has fire breath. That's my new character I'm working on. <laughs> this motherfucker re- does this thing? <laughs> he's just really he's just really like impressed and surprised by most things. Oh, I'm here for it. Alright, cool. Mm, Simpkins. Uh, Simpkins mowing again. Simpkins is mowing again. I mean, at least he's on schedule, right? He like, is. He's on schedule. I just think we need to stop recording on Mondays. Yeah, or just buy some soundproofing for this for the booth. That that would also work. We're, but all of our all of our money goes into supporting our pet store and our customers. I know, man, we're such good business owners, definitely, and care so much about the people. Anyway, we God. got these, these super cool anvil rots. I kind of want all of them always. Now, is this like a do we have? Is this like a build your own situation? We've or is this got, like we, we set you up. I feel like we we've got some, and you know, it, it, like uh, with uh, oh goodness, we we've had a few things where we've had a couple, and then we can also sort of yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hook people up with the uh, with the how to kit. Yeah, this is a some assembly required. Kind is of, a some kind assembly. Now we've got some who are have been left without homes. We have a couple bronze sables. We have a couple anvilrot raptors that mm-hmm. you know could could use some love. But we also have uh, have some how to kits with you know the come come with come with the necessary metals. Granted, we can't give you a forge. That's sort of on you, right? But the 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 manuals the and the the arcane material um, that we give you. Yeah, it, it's it's important to note that just because these are constructs and they you know don't require air, food, drink, or sleep, like that's still the bottom of like what is it Maslow's um, the hierarchy of needs that little pyramid. I don't think I've, I, I I have no clue. All right, education time. It's a psych thing. Hang on, let me Google it. Make sure I don't screw it up. Tell me all about um, it. Uh, it's basically a little pyramid that, like, it's it's kind of... You remember, like, the food pyramid yeah, definitely. back in middle school and shit? Oh, where, like, they, at where the like, bottom was yeah. all your grains and shit. So it's basically like, hey, at the very bottom of things, for you as a person, what you need is your physiological needs. So food, water, uh, you know, shelter, clothing, etc. And then it goes up in terms of, like, as it goes up, it gets more, like, metaphysical. Um, like, the top of the pyramid is self-actualization. Um, that is, like... Hum- like the top of human needs and what we kind of chase as people, but like just saying the constructs just because they don't need the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs doesn't mean they don't need love. Exactly, they just have a shorter hierarchy of needs. Yeah, so that just means you've got more time to give them all of the other needs that they need. Yeah, yeah, it's um in Theros or in Terry, it's um Billiams. Uh, hierarchy of needs. Definitely, I feel like yeah. uh, uh, anvil rots would be very good pets for like warforged oh, or any yeah. sort of uh, 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 any sort of uh, f- more future uh, advanced societies. R- yeah, uh, like robotic some, friends, some golems or some cyborgs. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, this would be fantastic. I think that the bronze sable is super cute and would love it one. It is. It really is. Um. But yeah, I'm of course I'm of course partial to the to the anvil rot raptor because yeah. bird because you are um, a bird. I have I I have one joke, <laughs> and, and that that is the one. It's all now, related to birds. But yeah, folks, that's anvil rots. They're super freaking cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, good. but that that covers our our uh, anvil rot friends, I believe. Oh, most definitely, they're all fantastic. Cool. All wonderful. Nice. Let's uh roll on over to an ad break, I think. Ad breaks. I'm a here for it. Ad break. The mythic. legendary long lost ad break of Terry. Onward. Go. There are hundreds of dating sites, dating apps, and matchmakers out there, and do you know what they all have in common? A complete lack of respect for the humble goblin. 
Are goblins just expected to pick up the dregs left behind by the dashing half-elf sweeping away the fairest maidens? Are bugbears just supposed to be the third wheel to their dwarven friends all their lives? Are ogres really deserving of love? No. No. And yes. On Grumble, things are different. Grumble is the premier dating and romance service for goblins and goblin kin. At Grumble, our staff delicately reviews every application to ensure only the deepest connection between you and your future love, or loves. We cater to all genders, colors, and sexualities. Just say the word and we won't stop until you're thoroughly satisfied. Just listen to some of our most satiated clients. Before Grumble, I thought I'd never find anyone for me. Between my busy schedule of murder and pillaging, there was no time to look for love. Now, thanks to Grumble, every day I return to my cave, covered in the blood of my enemies, to the little green love of my life. I don't know how I'd pillage without them. After a hard day of trading stocks and bonds, it was nice to meet up with my newfound hobgoblin biddy for a good old-fashioned bone down. Let me tell ya, Grumble got me exactly what I needed. Someone to share my hyper-aggressive sexual tendencies with. Price, no problem. Discretion, don't worry about it. Satisfaction, guaranteed. Big thumbs up to grumble. Me and my bugbear partner were looking for someone open-minded to add to our relationship, but goblins aren't really well-known for being that flexible. However, thanks to Grumble, they curated several candidates for us to look over, and we welcomed Brizgax to our home and our hearts. Couldn't have done it without the hard-working folks at Grumble. Thanks, Grumble! Sign up for Grumble today with 25% off your first month using the promo code PETSHOP and start looking for the goblin of your dreams. Grumble. Get busy. Here it is, Zack. I hold in my hands the actual mythic odyssey. It's a copy of Homer's odyssey that is just a little shinier. It's like it's, a shiny Pokemon. Oh, it's, but it's but it's shiny. Po- is that a holographic cover? It is. It is. I turn it this way and it does one thing. Yeah, and I turn it that turn way it and it does way. another way. You turn it that way and it becomes the Iliad. Oh, oh, oh That's man. what makes it mythic. Anyway, oh, <laughs> good. The joy of the show, like, I, I've debated in the past whether we can rightfully call this show an improv show because we do read stuff a little bit in advance. But then I come up with bits like that where I just don't know where they're going. And I'm yeah, like, this that, is an improv show. We just, we just got to feel it out, you know? <laughs> it is an improv show with a little pre-prep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all good improv. Yeah, of We're course. practiced. We, we run the bits. Of course. Anyway, next anyway. creature type. Next creature, we are going onto some just like Greek AF uh, shit right here with a very well known type of creature, a Cerberus. Cer- Cerber. Cerber. It's Cerberi for, for multiple, yes? Yes, plural Cerberi. One Cerberus. Cerberuses. 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 Uh oh, I like. Yep. Our Cerberus. And Cerberus. I want a Cerberus. It helps. It helps that that's my favorite Christmas song. Yeah, what a Christmas oh, song, though. God, it's so good. Anyway, it got me really good. Fuck. Um, I'm talking about Cerberus, the Cerberus, a Cerberus, several Cerberi. I believe they have a lot of similarities to the well-understood uh, Greek mythology Cerberus, but let's see if there's any major distinctions here. 
Feared by the living and the dead, Cerberi patrol both banks of the Tartix River. They're not even trying to cover They're really it up there. not. It's <laughs> the river. It's the fucking river sticks. Well, or, or Tartarus. Oh my god, it's a it's a portmanteau. These multi-headed hounds of the underworld breathe gouts of molten rock that sear and imprison those who trespass upon the borders of life and death. They have lava Most, breath? I think they have lava breath, my guy. <laughs> Most Cerveri have a boundless hunger for fresh meat, especially the flesh of humanoids. We'll get into that. Villains have been known to exploit that hunger by luring Cerveri away from the river and setting them loose on mortal settlements. Um, there are two variants of Cerberi listed here in the uh, Book of Fantastical Journeys. Uh, we have the two-headed Cerberus, which I think in most classic depictions in Greek mythology, they're three-headed. Yes. I, w- I want to say. But here we got the two-headed Cerberus. It's like it's younger brother or cousin. No less loved, but just missing one head. They're part of the same familia. Yeah. Thought to be a lesser breed of Cerberi that have interbred with mortal wolves. Oh, shit. Uh, two-headed Cerberi typically roam the mortal side of the Tartix River. God, I'm not going to be able to get over that river name. <laughs> there, they generally ignore or only modestly menace the souls of the dead. God. Such isn't the case for mortals, though, and they eagerly set upon those who tread too close to the underworld's borders. Now, let's get into the stat block for a second, because, yeah, I'm reading here, it looks like they got lava breath. That's very if good. 15-foot <laughs> cone of molten rock. They take fire damage. If they, if they don't dodge it, they become restrained by the hardening rock and must try to break out of it. Yeah, they got or lava someone breath. Or someone can attempt to break the rock. That's super cool and a really good uh, variant on Fire Breath. Yeah, definitely. That's tight as hell. Um, they do have two-headed. So yeah, I, I guess let's back up a little bit. Cerberus, Cerberi are, are um, either lupine or canine in appearance. This one has two big heads. They kind of have a, I want to say almost a lizard-like tail. Just in the way it kind of seems to bend more uh, gradually like it looks like kind of slithery yeah. the way the tail would undulate but uh, for the two-headed Cerberus at face value it's a big two-headed dog yeah it's got kind of glowing yellow eyes but other than that yeah dark fur but I'm sure there's variations and just two big heads still four legs kind of a mean looking tail and all the stuff you would really expect from a, a big two-headed dog just with the added uh, effect of a boundless hunger for fresh meat, especially the flesh of humanoids. So, you know. I really like the aggressive tag that it has there. Yeah, they can, if there's someone if there's someone they don't like nearby, they can just hunt them down even faster. They basically. can move so fast. Mm-hmm. And they have a 40-foot speed, which is slightly oh, faster than man. your standard humanoid. So. <laughs> That's a mess. Yeah, their bite does have some some fire damage associated with it, so they've got kind of that that hot bite. They've got a hot bite. That hot teeth. Ugh. Got hot teeth. Now here's a question: They have pack tactics. Yeah. Do they get pack tactics with each other since the, there's two heads? I don't think so. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure that's how that works because it's still the same creature. <laughs> just like just like how how you and I are one of soul. Yeah. Well, no, we're still separate creatures though. I got those backwards. Yes. Yes. Anyway, um, moving down to the underworld Cerberus. This is where things get a little more monstrous. A little nasty. This one looks like some... Let me just read. This one is the three-headed Cerberus. Uh, Three-headed Cerberi dwell deep within the underworld. Terrifying and cunning, they guard portals between the wards of the underworld. Erebos's greatest treasures. I'm assuming Erebos is like a... Like the god of the underworld Hades. in this setting. Erebos's greatest treasures and noteworthy souls who might attempt to escape the realm of the dead. Three-headed Cerberi commonly serve demons, but if left to their own devices, they often herd wily souls into labyrinthine underworld wildernesses and then hunt them for sport. Nice. So this one is large. The underworld Cerberus is large compared to the medium size of the two-headed Cerberus. And most of the fluffy dog features have uh, uh, been removed. Oh, And instead, the flesh is bright red 
and looks more leathery in texture. There are just spines going up the the necks, the plural necks, and the heads have lost all sort of like love to them. Oh god. There are several eyes that are glowing like this ominous, ghostly, pale blue, almost. I think they have six. Each head has six eyes. But they're not even arranged in a uniform fashion. They just kind of seem to be scattershot across the head. Yeah. They have a lot more teeth than I think is necessary. The tongue is kind of forked. They look like something... For my my, uh, uh, Warhammer people out there, they look like something rent from chaos. Just sort of this... Like, they're just mean. Um, To make matters worse, these guys are even faster. They have a 60-foot speed. Oh, my God. So they can really hunt you down. And their lava breath is even more potent. And so is their several bites. Uh, Griffin, I'm looking at, in the art, this back Mm -hmm. leg. Like, it looks like it doesn't... It just doesn't have skin anymore. Like, like, the leg kind of looks like it's just down to, like, like, the muscle fiber. Yeah, you're seeing it's, just, like, the raw musculature oh, of this creature. It doesn't have fur. It doesn't have hair. Um, uh, it's so yucky. This looks like a nightmare beast. Like, the two-headed Cerberus, you can kind of get away with... It, it, it resembles largely, like, a wolf or a dog. It just has two heads. Right. The only wolf or dog thing about the underworld Cerberus is the rough shape, and that's it. <laughs> Yeah, is the snoot sort of? It almost looks draconic in a sense, kind just of, in terms yeah. of the scale. It almost looks like it has scales. It's like a dire Cerberus. Kind of, yeah. You know, it's like when real... a dire wolf gets like the spines and stuff. Yeah, it's really yucky. And that that leftmost head, its left, not my left, looks like the jaw opens kind of unnaturally wide, like Sam Regal levels of wide. Oh yeah. All the better to chomp you with, my dear. Yeah, no, it, like, unhinges. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It's real yucky. So... And they're large, too, so... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Suffice to say, we don't have any underworld Cerberi in stock. Is that something you're I, interested in? Let us know. Like, and we'll we'll make those calls, but... We'll put in the time, but, like, we would we would like to not if we don't have to. <laughs> Yeah, and like I'm I'm going to try to dissuade you away from the underworld Cerberus and just start you off with a nice friendly two-headed Cerberus. A like, semi-friendly like, two-headed Cerberus. Like just just real quick, Zach, scroll to where you can just see the underworld Cerberus. Yes. Look at it for about five seconds. And just One, be like, ew. Two, three, four. And yuck. then scroll back up. It, it looks so, so much friendlier it's in comparison. So much friendlier. <laughs> It looks so much friendlier in comparison. It is snarling and probably growling at you, but man, I want this one way more. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, God, that thing, oh, it's awful. This, yeah. Just a uh, horse-sized death beast. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're hard to come by. Like, like classification-wise, they are monstrosities, and they are considered lawful evil. Yes. So if you are in the market for a lawful evil pet, perhaps you're a lawful evil individual yourself, or you're a lawful neutral person who needs to get some work done, if you're a chaotic neutral person looking for, you know, how sometimes, like, owners and pets are, like, the complete opposite of each other. Yeah. So maybe you could try that out and just kind of see where it goes. But uh, there is a pretty stringent return policy on Cerberi as well that we have, mm-hmm. uh, just just based on our, our sourcing of them and whatnot. Yeah, um, meaning if you want us to go find an underworld Cerberus and then you're not happy with your purchase, tough shit. We're not taking <laughs> it back. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> In not so many words, yeah. Like, you're, <laughs> you're stuck with each other. No matter oh, what, through thick and thin. Also, we're going to need you to sign a, a few a few papers. There'll be some documents. There's yeah. some document and waiver signing. I think with the majority of our creatures yeah, and, here, and mon- yeah, and, and yeah, clearing of us of any harm that this underworld service may do to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, Cerberus. Oh, the fa- it's so nasty. I don't want to look at it anymore. 
And lastly, my friends, we are skating over to the humble chimera. And I know what you may be thinking. Now, now hang on, Zach. Y- yes. Haven't we done chimeras already? Exactly. That's what you may be thinking, audience. And <laughs> yes, yes, we have. However, in the fantastical journeys of Terry... This is a scam! It's not, I promise. Things are a little different in this here book. It says the term chimera applies to a wide variety of disparate monsters that combine the features of multiple beasts. While many artistic depi- uh, depictions represent chimeras as an amalgam of lion, ram, and dragon, these beasts appear with nearly endless variations. Now I get it! The Acroans tell a tale of the first chimera's origin, wherein the god Keranos sought to test Nylea's favorite champion, Renata of Setessa. All things that we don't know what they are. Yes, by creating a beast so deadly that even she would balk at trying to hunt it. B-A-L-K, I've never heard that word before. Yeah, yeah, balk. Be like, oh gosh. Oh, when Renata slayed this lion ram dragon creation effortlessly, Keranos <gasps> created another combination of deadlier beasts to challenge her. She slayed that beast too. Despite countless attempts, Keranos was unable to create a beast that Renata couldn't best. Chimeras typically roamed the deep wilds of the world, constantly seeking a lair that would per- perfectly suit one of its heads, but then finding it unsatisfying to two-thirds of its being. As a result, the hungry chimera might appear out of the clear sky to pick off prey nearly anywhere. This threat grows even more significant in regions where magic runs rampant, or where portals to the realm of Nyx exist, as unrestrained magical energy often causes more chimeras to appear in a region. As most chaotic magic is inherent to a chimera's chimera's being, these monsters often manage to shrug off spells cast against them. That's neat. I like that little detail. Yes, so they have this, the, the similar spell-turning abilities that I believe was the... Oh, goodness. One of the Anvil Rots had a spell-turning thing, I think. Uh, the Heart. The Heart had the spell-turning, yes. So, yeah, the, the normal Chimera we covered is the classic Chimera, the dragon, ram, lion, three-headed creature with kind of bits and pieces of each one in yes. the creature. But this book has something different for us. This book does have something different from us. Below we have uh, a, a, a series of, of uh, charts that we can roll to customize our own chimera. Oh, shit. Oh, this is really good. Like, have, you know that, that taco place you took us to? In Columbus, or oh, like Condados, Condados, where you you had the checklist of like what you wanted. Yeah, they give you like a golf scorecard and fill out and customize your taco builds. This is what we're offering with our with Chimeras here, where, where you as <laughs> yeah. customers can let us know what you're interested uh, in having in your Chimera. And like much and much like Condados, we do have some like pre-built builds that we yeah. know are very fun and, and effective yeah. and and interesting. But you have free customizable rain as well. Exactly. Or if you just want to randomize it for the you know, shits and gigs, we're here for it. And with that, Griffin, do, do you, you want to randomize? Do you want to randomize a Chimera? <laughs> I'm down for it. Let's do it. Right, are, we, are we doing two different builds? Or are we, are we going to like build one together and roll like I roll the body, roll the head kind of thing? I think we should do two different builds. And, All right. And then, and, then we, and then we explain. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about how cool they are. Alright, I need some D4s. Yes. Alright. Getting the dice out. Look at us keeping our dice real close by. It's because we play at our desks now. Because we play at our desks now. Okay. Cool. So, body composition. Body composition. So, the options here are sort of the the, uh, region of the creature. Like, where it sort of uh, originates from. Simply roll once... On one or all of the following tables. Okay, cool. Cool. So, head attacks, breath weapon, and tail attacks. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> all right. So, I, your buddy Zach, I rolled for body composition is swamp creature. The Kamir's oh, body shit. is that of a swamp creature or a cavern dweller, such as a giant lizard or spider. 
The canoe oh, gains, a, gains a climbing speed equal to its walking speed and can climb difficult surfaces, including upside down on ceilings, without needing to make an ability check. That's fucked up. Yes. My head attack... I don't know if like we're supposed to roll three times for the heads or not, but I rolled shark bite. So at least one of my heads is a shark. Oh my god. Kavira has advantage on a head attack roll against any creature that doesn't have all of its hit points. Or it's just a normal head that has a shark mouth. Like a like a like an animal head that has a shark mouth. For breath weapons, I have venom spray. Uh, and then for the tail attack, I got the venomous tail. So very Jesus. venom heavy. So so yeah, paint me a picture. What is this what's the whole what's the whole thing look like? Uh, so I I think that um I like it sort of being like a you know kind of Gia Gila monster sort of bottom. Oh that's so bad. Ah The big sort of reptilian body, um very sort of long and stout, um, but apparently can climb on stuff. I think head. I think the center head has to be a shark head. All right. Um, oh goodness, I, I want to. I, uh, I'm just gonna roll a couple more times actually to to determine what my other heads are. I think that'll be very fun. Sure. So, well, like maybe there are other sort of swamp creature heads. So, swamp creatures would be a good one. Um, probably one's got to be a crocodile, right? Oh yeah. Well, it's got to be a crocodile head and then the Croc other shark one. and then like something weird like Probably a, bird-like. Um, What's a good bird that sits in a swamp? Maybe just like a really mean like ostrich. I was going to say an ostrich like a pelican head. <laughs> so fucked up. Just <laughs> a very mean pelican. God. The pelican has the shark bite. Oh yeah. <laughs> the shark's just got gums. Oh, no, the pelican has the venom spray. Oh, yes, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, and then it's got a, a, a sort of scorpion tail on the back, since I've got the venomous tail. Yeah, oh, man. And that's that's mine. Swamp shark venom venom. Li- yeah, bird lizard. <laughs> All right, All what right. do you got? I got, for the body composition, a plains creature. Uh, the chimera's body is that of a large lowland creature, such as a bull or a bear. Uh, it lacks wings and a flying speed. However, it is especially resilient, gaining resistance to cold and fire. Okay. For the head, I have bull's horns. So one of the heads has big bull's horns, so it can charge and knock people prone. For the breath weapon, I got the tidal wave breath. Uh, the chimera has an aquatic creature's head that exhales a torrent of acidic water in a line. They take acid damage and are knocked prone. And then I got boiling a sh- water out of your mouth. Acidic water. You're like like the unagi from from Avatar. A little bit. Yeah, it's a water jet. Just uh, water <laughs> chimera used water gun. Boom. Uh, and then I got a shark tail. The chimera's nice. tail has a large fin. When the creature hits, uh, when the chimera hits a creature with its tail, they're pushed away. Oh, so nice. I'm thinking like furry bear body, okay, with a bear head as one of them. Nice, but like the bear are they're like different colors of fur. I want to say, but like the bear head also has bull's horns, okay. Because like if you if you look at the top of the the art in this, like yeah. there's a there's lion a lion with, with ram's horns. Yes, it's very it's cool. Super dope. I think the aquatic head is gonna be like like a dolphin, like something really non-threatening. <laughs> 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 and you've got the shark tail, obviously. And I think the last head is gonna be um, also something avian, like a. Um, like a vulture. Oh, a vulture that would be nasty. Yeah. So, so maybe maybe the bear is normal and the vulture has the bull's horns. That would be cool. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, uh these are these are all these are just two of the multitudes of chimeras that you can make here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal, Multiversal. Pet Shop and Beyond. <laughs> I do want to call out this art at the top, though, because it takes the oh. normal depiction of a chimera and makes this one look like a majestic beast. Oh, it looks so, like, celestial and beautiful. 
Yeah. Uh, like these are, I forget what the 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 given alignment is in the owner's manual for chimeras, but the Therian chimera is unaligned. Yes. So, whatever kind of hodgepodge of creatures you put together, we got you. Like it's yeah. going to be friendly, and you can kind of kind of help attune it to your lifestyle and yeah. your alignment. Yeah, this one it's got it's 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 all white, like white feathers, white fur white sort yeah. of scales and stuff. It's got a lion head on its right with ram's horns. It's got a horse head in the middle with like antelope's horns. Yeah. And then, and then an, an eagle, eagle head on the other side. But it has these lizard-like draconic hands, claws deal. Yeah. Beautiful white wings. Same with the tail is very draconic. But then it's yeah. it's got like sort of the horses like where it flares at the end. With, with the long hair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's fresh as hell. Oh, it's so cool looking. Man. So, we we don't have stat blocks written up for these chimeras, but who do you think would win in a fight? My chimera or your chimera? Ooh. Yours has flight, so, like, I, I think I think the, the initial tip goes to you. Yeah, I think... Yeah, and you're not... Re- the, the two resistances you have, uh, neither of the ones that I could do, because mine are poison. Mine's all right. venom stuff. But, like, if I get you on the ground... Oh, yeah. You, just you, you, just you knock you re- down, back you away. It would it would really bank heavily on if I can if my um my dolphin head can spray you down to oh, the ground yeah. with a tidal wave breath. Oh, definitely. The owner's manual chimera is chaotic evil. Mm. So the fact that these are unaligned is very cool. Yeah, bringing yeah. you a different type of chimera. This is the Theron chimera. Yeah, yeah, I lo- I love them. I love them very much. I love them. And they're only large. I think the other ones are huge. So they're kind of smaller. Well, l- well let, let, let me double check. I think they're large. My owner's manual is across the room, and I'm certainly not going to get up no, they're and go get it right now. But hey. chaotic evil. Yeah. Oh, and also, these chimeras uh, can understand uh, draconic, but can't speak. So as with most of our creatures like this, the, the a, a purchase of a chimera comes with a free uh, draconic to common dictionary. Uh, of course, of course. Yeah. We're here for you, lest we forget. To help you and set you up for success. Come on, Simpkins. <laughs> <laughs> well, Simpkins wants to get some work done, so you want to, you wanna, let's take us out? We'll take it out. We'll take it out, everyone. Thank you Alrighty. so much for checking out yet another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. As always, please, if you have, int- have any interest in um, finding out more about a certain creature, you have a, a D&D character who's looking for a, a little more of an original uh, take on an animal companion, you're looking for a new family pet, anything, please reach out to us. You can send the slide into our DMs on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. Indeed. And if you enjoy our show, you will certainly enjoy some of the other shows on our podcast network, Ghostlight Media. We have a couple actual play shows playing both D&D 5th Edition and the uh, Numenera Cypher System. If you're into Shakespeare, we got a show for you. If you're into Buffy the Vampire Slayer, we got a show for you. If you're into strange mythical creatures, well, you're already listening to the show, you, you, so good you, on you. made it. You've got great taste. Yes, if, if you're into fantasy, we've got one actual play for you. If you're into sci-fi, we have a different one. Kind yeah. of sci-fi. Half fantasy sci-fi. Fantasy sci-fi, yeah. Kind of like a chimera. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> it is a genre mixer. Yeah, you can find all of those shows at ghostlightmedia.net. And if you feel like supporting the show, we have a merch store with great uh, shirts and other sorts of apparel for you. <laughs> Get a shirt, get a hat. No, we don't, we don't have hats yet, but get a mug, get a tapestry. Get a sticker. Who? Uh, I just believe we just have phone one cases. sticker. One sticker. I've got a phone case. I don't. It's a pretty nice phone case. Yeah. We also have a Patreon page you can check out that constantly supports the shows, every show on the network, and you can kind of tailor your uh, donation to the shows that you like. So... Yeah, exactly. We released uh, extra uh, uh, Patreons only um, content once a month, um, sort of alternating between each of our shows. So uh, check out the other shows, get a love for them, and if you feel like donating, you're going to get some extra content from all of us. So yeah, fantastic. Hey, we're we're really glad you're here. We're so glad that you you came and stopped in at the shop today. 
again, check us out in two weeks' time with another mm. episode. Ugh. Until then, I've been Zach. I've been Griffin. And just remember, folks, at the end of the day... Why, it's all about love, It's baby. all about love. Farewell, travelers. Farewell Good and luck God on your speed. journeys. Ah. Thank you all for listening to episode 41 of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons, JJ and Veronica, Patrick and Carlin for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nikki Does Puzzles for making our theme song. You can find her SoundCloud at Nikki Does Puzzles or at Tuttle underscore Trouble on Twitter. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast as part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, in case you didn't know, black lives matter. Amplify black voices and black artists. All lives don't matter until black lives do. Take care. Be as safe as you can be. Make some fucking noise. We'll see you all soon. Much love. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.